Hey, welcome to another episode of Open Mic, where we take a podcast and we talk about different things with different people. So today we're with John Calloway. John, how's it going? It's going well. I'm glad to be here, Jared. We're glad to have you. It's going to be uh, an exciting episode today. Well, today we're talking with John about balancing life and just all the things that you have going on with uh, serving God, with trying to advance God's kingdom. Uh, John, tell everybody just a little bit about yourself and everything you have going on and <laughs> everything about yourself. Just a really Whole quick, ten yards. just a really quick uh, resume, if you would. Sure. Yeah. So my name's John. Like Jared said, I have a wife named Bailey and a daughter named Lorelai. She's 14 months old. She's cute. Real cutie. She's I, a good I, one. I feel like it'd be a problem if I wasn't yeah, here and be like, like she's not that cute. Yeah, that'd be a bad thing. But I mean, you do. That's good. Right. But yeah, I think she's cute. So does Jared. That's good. So, yeah, I have a little family going. You know, I've recently transitioned into a new job over the past two months. Um, man, I don't even know. That alone, is, that alone is a lot of transition. So you're – how far out of college are you? Four years. Four years out of college. Uh, you've already transitioned jobs. You, you started a job right out of college. You right. transitioned once. Did you get married in college, post-college? Yeah, so after our senior year, Bailey and I got married – um, got into the old one bedroom, 500 oh, nice. square yeah, feet apartment, go. one bed, one bath. There you, you know, go. Where she became a teacher. Get uh, to know each other. Hillcrest really well High School. One bedroom, one mm. bath. Yeah. Yeah. You. Not a lot of space. You live right where you eat. That's great. And, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know how that thing goes. But. So she got a job at Hillcrest High School. Yes. Um, so so you go. I mean, you graduated college. You got married. You started a job. You had a baby. You transition jobs um all the while like you you have seen young adults kind of ebb and flow and you've you've been with us since the beginning totally um how would you describe like one your commitment with young adults and and how that's grown and changed and how how has that been with the tension of like you have a lot going on at home you have a lot going on just in life has that been good bad difficult sure maybe we'll learn some things today Sure. so we take a step back sure and post-college immediately Mm post-college you know, in that 500 square foot apartment, Bailey and I found ourselves in a spot where we were both heavily involved in our campus ministry. Yeah. I mean, multiple times a week we were doing something for that, that organization. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, and we left. Okay. Yeah. And all right, well, the campus ministry is not part of us anymore. We're not, we're not involved there for obvious reasons. Yeah. Right. We're not at school. Sure. So we found ourselves in this gray area of, well, we're going to church. Mm Mm-hmm. We know what it's like to minister to others. We feel like we're equipped to do so. We don't have a platform anymore. Sure. So it was in that moment where we had some really eye-opening conversations between each other um, where, hey, we got to figure out how we get plugged in, first yeah. off. But two, when we decide to give our time to that, those things, like ministering to other people, how's that going to impact our marriage? Mm. Cause we're really young in this. Sure. And you know, just uh, disclaimer, Bailey and I've been married for four years come July. Very nice. Yeah. But at that time, obviously first year, and yeah. you know, those people that are like, well, first year is always the hardest. Yeah. If you can get through it. Sure. Yeah. You're going to be in a great yeah, spot. You'll be great. Yeah. Right. Well, what they don't tell you is that like a million other things get poured into the box hmm. that you're in. Yeah. Cause and you're in the create, middle of so much transition. Yeah. I mean, you, you were involved, you're both involved in campus ministry, Greek life, mm-hmm. um, stuff on campus, and then you graduated and got married. And a lot of those those things that you were really busy with changed. Right. And you, you found yourself out of campus ministry, out of 
campus uh, with a job, married. There was so much transition packed in a small piece of time. Totally. What, what did that What did that do for you all? What did that do with you all to like, what, what were those conversations like? What did you guys yeah. decide on? Well, first, I think the reality of all this transition uh, and through all that, we realized we weren't prepared. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you read all these books. Um, yeah. You have all these conversations, but when you're actually in the middle of it, you're not going to know how you're going to react. Sure. Right, and that's like a lot of things. Yeah. But going back to your previous question on, hey, you've been here from the beginning. You know, what did it take for you guys mm. to – take that next step yeah i think for for me and bailey like you said we've we've seen it from the beginning um and one of the biggest actually the biggest contributor for us to get back into the the swing of ministry and plugging ourselves in to to a group that we believed in uh was first off making sure god was in the middle of that Mm -hmm. making sure that any step we took was ordained by him yeah it wasn't just something for you to do it wasn't you were filling up three nights a week with campus ministry right. and now you're looking for something else to take up your time. Totally. Yeah. And you know, I've been coming to high street since my junior year. Yeah. So, so six, seven years. Right. Yeah. So a fair amount of time. Yeah. Um, and up until probably when we got plugged in with young adults, we were just coming every Sunday. Yeah. You're tenders, Not much. In, yeah. Yeah. Right. And we're just attending uh, and that's the extent of it. But the second biggest thing, you know, that really attracted us to, um, figuring out, hey, what's that new involvement look like? How do we balance that with our marriage, new jobs? Um, uh, getting back into the church was, hey, are there people around us that, you know, in the, that are in the church that we believe are on the same mission and vision as us? Mm-hmm. Uh, can we get invested in what yeah. their mission and vision is as a church um, and as an organization? And uh, obvious, obvious answer, yes. Still here. <laughs> Thank <laughs> right? you. Good. You're welcome. Glad right. you are. We'll give you a pat on the back. Uh, but no, and getting more serious about that is, you know, we we analyzed and we looked at the, the leaders there yeah. um, that are still here today, leaders of the church, leaders of young adults, mm-hmm. and we realized that our hearts were just so in line mm-hmm. with what you guys were doing here. Being what? Can you explain that? Yeah, well, I think just being people that live on mission what is god calling us to do and you know one of the most crucial things is discipling those around us yeah. right and that's uh, a burden on our hearts yeah that's continued to grow even stronger sure um, yeah and i think the the challenge that even you know with us being here at young adults today mm-hmm. is how do we equip our people to do that on a regular basis and what is that being derived from yeah, and I, I think I think one of the coolest things, John, is that like you you were invested in really heavily in college, and college ended, campus ministry ended, right. and that that stopped for you, it, to a certain extent probably. You you still had really strong relationships with people from campus ministry yes. with people, but you probably didn't have that quite as much with people from church. If is that is that fair? That's an accurate statement. I was just riding kind of the tailwind of yeah, you college, were, and you knew some people at church. What what changed for you? I mean, I know you said that you like considered who who was here, mm-hmm. but like, was it? How did you get to know people that were in leadership? How did you get to know people around you at High Street? You know, it's not this secret sauce or special formula. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, not like it. you're going to share a secret that nobody else like. Get your pens and notebooks out, right? Yeah. Simply putting it, guys, it was we recognized a void. Mm-hmm. 
God, we feel as if God is telling us to go. Bailey and I looked each other in the eye and said, hey, are we going to be obedient or not? Mm. Are we going to step out yeah. and get out of our comfort zone and just go? Yeah. And right. That's not some huge, yeah. like, magical thing. It's we felt called to go. What's the easiest response? Shake your head yes and, yeah. and move. Yeah. And, and the thing that I've appreciated about John and other people that have been with us since the beginning uh, is that he – you did. You didn't go. Hey, I'm in. But it, as long as it's just doing what I want, mm. or as long as it fits exactly what I see, like the thing that I've appreciated about you and some of our other leaders is that you guys have said, "Hey, I'm in to serve the church and serve God, regardless of." I mean, you've seen mistakes happen. Mm. You've seen uh, ebbs and flows in mm, right. you know whether it's attendance or uh, just good things happening, bad things happening, you've been there and you've decided I'm going to serve when things are good and I'm going to serve when things are bad. Mm. Um, and that is, that, that's what I value. And you, you bring a lot of good skills and talents to the table, but that's not what gets you a seat at the table. What gets you a seat at the yeah. table is obedience. Right. And I think a lot of times we go, man, if only I had the skills of a John Calloway, if only I had the abilities of whoever it might be, then you go, that's when I'll really start to serve. But I mean, for you, 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 your skill set has developed while you've been in leadership totally. towards those things. Like yeah. John leads our next steps team and does an incredible job of following up with uh, people every week. Well, when John first started, like you knew some stuff about that, but that wasn't right. your forte. No, um, it was just something you took on and yeah. learned how to do because you kept showing up at the table. You kept being obedient. Yeah, and that's one of those things where you look at, you know, all right, where's the where are the opportunities? For, that I can serve, yeah. You know, not what's in it for me. Um, you know, obviously, I'd want you to check your motive there. Yeah, if, sure. if that's why. Yeah. why that's why you're doing it. But as I looked at that and said, "Hey, we recognize that there's a need here. We need we need it to be filled." What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. And you know, we talk about it all the time. But uh, you know, when when you have people that are so heavily invested um, in leadership, but more importantly, the mission and the mm -hmm. vision. Um, that we feel is God ordained. Yeah. And this is, maybe this is me, but I feel like I blindly would be like, Hey, because I trust you yeah. and I believe in that alone, that mission, that vision alone, whatever you need me to do, You're in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the, the, the how and why, um, how has that been like, so that was maybe four years ago. You yeah. just kind of put your yes on the table. How's it been? Has it impacted your your personal and your work life? Has it been a hard balance between that? I mean, half the time you're you're rushing here on a Tuesday to yeah. to um, to be here for some of our leaders meetings and different things and to serve people. Um, is that is that a difficult tension to manage? Is it hard at home? Is it good? Does it add some things to it? Sure, I'd say yes to all those things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe not all at the same time. Sure, maybe not every week, um, and really i think what allows me to make all those tough decisions yeah. or balance it is having a deep understanding of what is the hierarchy of my priorities and that's your priorities that's not you just serving us and saying well i line it with everything they do yeah. that's you saying that you have a, a, a personal priority totally and i mean yes but also like biblically yeah what does the bible say about where I need to be prioritizing my responsibilities mm -hmm. at, you know, and for myself, that includes 
my faith, right? Yeah. My relationship with the Lord. Secondly, my relationship with my spouse. Yeah. Thirdly, the church. Yeah. And then, you know, my family yeah. and my job, right? Yeah, other and things fall. Other line. things fall into that. But when I break it down, really, you, know, you look at like those top five things. Yeah. All right. I have a job. I gotta be there certain times during the day. Sure. It, there's a time demand that I need to meet. Hang on. Look like Tuesday we'll, night. We'll be here. Hey, falling apart. Tuesday night, I fell down. So bad. Uh, I'm I'm still getting my bounce back. I might have a vertigo right. problem. I'm not sure. But you know, looking at one and two. Yeah. I realized that I have a ministry duty. Sure. To non-believers and believers alike. Yeah. Right. Well, on the flip side of that, that's that second area. I have a pastoral duty within my family. Sure. Uh, not only with my wife, but with my 14-month-old daughter, Lorelai. Yeah. So when you throw that on the blender, um, I really think that, one, the epicenter needs to be Christ. Has to be. Yeah. Or everything else is just going to spiral out of control. Yeah. But, two, you got to communicate, mm-hmm. um, whether that's with leaders, the other members of the church, um, arguably, most importantly, your spouse. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the reality is, you know, yeah, we have Tuesday nights. We have Sunday mornings. But you're doing things throughout the week with what you do for young adults. You're not. Yeah. It's not just a Tuesday from seven to nine commitment right. for you. And that's just you got to be very transparent with those who you're responsible for because and those it's going to dependent upon because you. it's going to ask for time from you. It's going to ask for energy. Right. Um, and I would root that back to talking about pastoral duties within your family and the ministerial duties within the church. Yeah. And really defining what those are and mm-hmm. how much time it's going to take. And man and I say this kind of jokingly, but it's like having naked conversations. Sure, yeah. And not physically. Okay. But blunt but, conversations yes. with, with the people that are close to you so totally. that you can you can be honest about, hey, this is the amount of time that I, I'm able to give in yeah. this season. Because seasons are going to be different. Totally. And uh, right. things change. Things still transition. I mean, you, I remember when you said you were going to possibly take this new job that you started two months ago, you knew some things were going to be different. Mm-hmm. You were going to have more flexibility in some areas and less in others. Totally. And we've had, we've had leaders and different people in the church that said, hey, I, I want to serve in this season, but I'm not able to because I'm right. school and work. And I, I want to serve when I'm there. And we go, yeah, that's great. Um, but does that, does that disqualify you from right. doing that? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, Just being busy, does that disqualify you from doing oh. No, I don't think ministry. I don't think being busy disqualifies you yeah. from any being sure. a part of any ministry. I think there's a reality to what you're saying though. Absolutely. Is, is this the best season for you? Sure. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But you know, we're gonna have those transparent, real conversations yeah. regarding your availability. Yeah. But going back to, you know, I like to think that I've been pretty steadfast and consistent over the years. Um now, maybe that's like the appearance I've given you guys, <laughs> but you've seen steadfast, right? But there's been some turmoil sure, within yeah. the family. Yeah. Nothing's ever perfect. Right. Because I've been committing more time to certain things. Sure. Um, and that's although at the fault of my hand, my own hand right? sure. of not communicating, sure. not letting Bailey know what's going on. Sure. And then I'm in the middle of it. And, and it's not always easy and we don't expect it to always be easy or perfect, but, um, but I believe, I mean, from reading like Ephesians, we all have this, um, you know, I have a responsibility to mm. equip people. I don't do the work of ministry because it's, it's what I get paid to do. Right. I do the work of ministry because I'm in the family of God. Um, 
he, he tasks every member of his family with ministry. So if you're in the family of God, I challenge you to, to ask yourself, are you making your life about ministering to the people around you? And I'm not saying that has to be through your, you know, showing up and telling your right. pastor, hey, I'm all in on yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. It, that's part of it. Or you need to, to even to be employed your, by a church. Yeah, it's part of it. it. No, absolutely yeah. not. It, it, you serve God because you're in the family of God. It's absolutely. what we do as a, as a family mark. Um, that it, it may not look like ministry, how we do it all the time or totally. how you do it right now, but you will always minister to people because right. you are in the family of God. And that is one thing that you can't ever get away from. And I, what I appreciated about what you said is that your family comes first after your relationship with God, because, you know, if, if John is serving somewhere, if you're serving somewhere and y- your family is left <laughs> by the wayside, your, your, your spouse is not cared for, your family's not cared for, your personal things are not cared for, then when you show up wanting to serve somebody, it shows up as ingenuine. Totally. It's going to be lukewarm at best. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, I work for a company whose vision, you know, for the big C here. Mm-hmm. The big the big C church. Right, yeah. big C church uh, is aligned with, yeah. you know, what we believe here. What mm-hmm. the Bible, yeah, what huge the blessing because, I mean, we're filming this on John's lunch break in the middle of the day that's already been long. Yeah, like, for sure. He's, he's given a lot of grace in his work to come and do the work for the church. And Right. Funny story. Yeah. My boss, unknowingly. Uh, ended up at first watch when I was meeting with oh, we, he met with yeah. our executive pastor that, uh, yeah. earlier so yeah. his boss caught him that's yeah. good yeah. so but, it was like good kudos but so, so you would say I mean in that kind of kind of balancing act you know you've got serving the church like third tier fourth mm-hmm. tier yeah. um, family right above that and then your relationship with God above that explain and, and it doesn't have to be an exact scenario, but what happens when you flip that on its head and mm. maybe you can put ministry first, you can put people outside of your family first, your family third or fourth, and then your relationship with God, you know, if that falls below first, what happens? Well, simply putting it, everything falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when I when you take God, you take your faith off of that number one step or number one uh, tier, whatever tier, you to call it, yeah. yeah, within your hierarchy – Everything else typically, uh, you know, let me rephrase that. When he's not number one, how he bleeds into everything Mm -hmm. else is no longer existent. Yeah. So whether it's the health of my marriage, the health with my friends, my Mm -hmm. daughter, uh, my, my work here in the church, if it's, if God isn't in the middle of it, typically I've found that he's not blessing it. Yeah, it's in my experience, I'm doing it out of the tank that I have. Totally. And not the living water that's running through you that, that God talks about. And right. it's like you get you get burnt out faster. Mm-hmm. You, I take on too much because I'm convinced that I can do it yeah. instead of trying to trust what God set me up to do oh. um, and take things on in his rest and his right. timing. Um, well, I'm taking that even a step further, I'm like, all right, what are my motives here? Man, when God, one, gets off that top tier, mm-hmm. my motives are typically for myself. Yeah. Right? Sure. It's yeah. I'm, I'm I want to prove I yeah, can do something. I'm wanting the glory. Yeah. I want people to see what my skills are and let that propel me forward. Yeah. Right? Let me show everybody how it good. It comes out of pride or selfishness. Right. Yeah. And 
very quickly into that God every single time is. It brings you back. You, yeah. You think this is for yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It's a humbling moment. It is totally. So, so what would you say as we start to wrap up, what would you say to someone who wants to serve and maybe hasn't started yet? Um, what would you tell that person if they, if they want to start serving God, but they don't see how it fits into their schedule? Mm, yeah, totally. So first off, if there are certain people that rely on you, run it by them. Let's have some conversations about what those expectations could be. Sure. Or what you're thinking yeah. your level of involvement wants to be or what it should look like. But really, you know, once those boxes are checked, sure. I would simply encourage you to just go. It it's no big thing that you really got to, man, what is this going to look like? How strategic yeah. does this plan need to be? How in depth do I need to make this blueprint? Yeah. It's all right. I feel that void. Yeah. I feel like God's calling me to join at some capacity. Yeah. I go, who do I need to talk to to make this happen? Yeah. Because this is where I believe I need to be in this moment. And I, I fully believe that that can happen in your own workplace. It, yeah. A lot of those are going to be, I mean, in Matthew, they talk about as you go, tell the, the story of God. Like you're at your workplace, you're at this place already. You're at right. school. You have this group of friends like, minister where you're at yeah a lot of times we can assume that once you get the position that's when i'll start to serve and i totally think i would kind of flip that on its head and say serve where you're at and see if it ever moves into something else right um well and like you think of all right when you're trying when you're first trying to get plugged in yeah and figure out what serving looks like you do not need to have all the answers yeah and fun fact jared and i don't have all the answers we don't we don't but a lot of people go into it thinking that, dude, I need to be a master of yeah. prayer. Yeah, <laughs> I, sure. I, I need to make sure my spiritual gifts are fine -tuned. very fine-tuned yeah. and visible. Yeah. Uh, so everybody knows, hey, here's what I got. Yeah. The reality is, man, our our uh, our brokenness, um, all of the things that may disqualify us from serving or having a relationship with God are actually yeah. the things that bring us all closer together. Yeah. If you're and spread the gospel. Brokenness. Yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, as we start to close, I think that's, that's a good place to end it because as you talk about balancing things, as you talk about serving, you don't have to have every answer. No. You just need to put your yes on the table to God and say, God, I've only got this amount of time right now. I'm going to give that time to you. God, I, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm in on right. it. Um, one of the things that we talk about when we talk about the five things, the fifth thing is join a team. We really believe that the joy of the Christian life is found in serving God. And I would just challenge anybody who's listening that's not currently serving God, whether that's in a capacity that you're already at or uh, joining a team here at High Street. Right. Um, Consider that, that the joy of the Christian life is found in serving God. If you want your life to have more purpose and meaning in what God has already given you and tasked you with, serve him and see what happens. Totally. And to close, you know, I've experienced a lot of different uh, groups within churches. I've, sure. you know, felt uh, the ebbs and flows even here. Sure. But uh, talk, touching on, hey, getting plugged in, getting involved, getting part of a group. I'll tell you what, there's hardly a better feeling than linking arms with your mm. brothers and sisters uh, of Christ and moving forward in one unified direction. Yeah. You know, that, that gets me jacked up. Yeah. Right. And, you know, talking about, hey, what does that look like? Our next steps team, 
you know, selfless plug. We'll get you the resources. Yeah. We'll make sure that we put the right people in front of you to help get you to where you want to be. Yeah. We well, heard it there first. Serve. Just find a way. Put your yes on the table and see what God does. Hey, join us next time. Hit the subscribe button. Check us out. Follow us on Instagram. See you next time.